The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. You're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins.
stand from the band Schematic. I'm Dave Hawkins, and this is The Antidote. Last week, we had the first of our two-part look at a pair of bands, May and Schematic. Dave Elkins, lead vocalist, joins us with his thoughts on the music he has helped to create with both bands. We finished last week's discussion with Dave's thoughts on May's incredible concept album, The Everglow. And tonight, we'll finish with May and that album, and then move on to Dave Elkins' new project, Schematic. Next up is one of the great songs from the Everglow, We're So Far Away. So close, but we're so far away. 
I've met with several artists who've cited May as being a big influence to their music. And I mean, I have one vocalist in particular who said that your album, The Everglow, motivated him to write music with a purpose. But, wow. when, but when you're actually doing the recording, did you envision the album having that kind of an impact on people? You know, I, I want to say yes, because I believed in it so strongly. And, um, you know, May was uh, essentially the only part of my life at that point. I mean, we played 300 shows a year for the first two years that we were a band. So there was never a time to sort of decompress from May. May was everything in those couple of years leading up to recording the Everglow. Um, But then, you, you know, I mean, you dream it up and you believe in it. And, you know, when you go on tour, you open up for bands that, Um, have more fans than you and you just believe well you know once we put out this new music like i believe that all these these people in this room are going to be fans of of our record and i believe that these songs will have impact on them the same way that songs have had impact on me in my life and have you know shaped and molded and changed me over the years and then and then on the other hand you just you can't understand it at all even after you've lived through it you still don't understand it because there's certain parts of it that you know, people who will comment on our Facebook page, you know, I just, we just had our daughter and we named her May. I'm walking down the aisle to a song off the Everglow. Um, our first dance is, is to a May song. You know, these things, like, you just can't believe them even when they're being told to you. And even if you do believe them, you don't fully comprehend the impact that you have on other people's lives where they make their lives and your music the soundtrack for their lives in such a powerful way. No nine, I, I put my reception playlist together with my wife and uh, you know, there's certain songs that we that we dance to and other people dance to and I mean she walked down the aisle to a song that I wrote. So I, I get it and yet I, I don't. I you know, I'm detached from these people's lives until they make us so and I think that's just something that I'll never fully grasp. And I'm hoping that when we do these Everglow dates next year, that we can just take full advantage of the opportunity to understand and hear these people's stories. So that way it can really sink in, um, you know, the effect that our music has fortunately made on other people's lives. So you're going to be playing some dates as May? Yes. Um, right now, um, we have only three dates in the Northeast um, New York City, Philadelphia, and Norfolk, which is uh, our hometown venue in Virginia. Okay. Um, and we will be adding dates throughout the year. Um, since we all live in different parts of the country right now, um, we all have different things going on. So we're trying to be sensitive to everyone's individual lives and families and things like that, as we're also trying to uh, you know, give people all over the country and then and in many parts of the world is we can be invited to play. Um, we want to, you know, play this record from start to finish. So right now we do, we do have these three dates. It's the first week of January. We're, you know, planning our schedules uh, through the entire 2015 year. Wow. Uh, you know, to make this tour um, reach as many people as want to see it and um, want to experience it. And still we're about six months out from our first show. So, um, you know, we're carefully constructing the show and the production. And, you know, even though we're playing the record from start to finish, there are to be elements of surprise. So, um, you know, we're going to be uh, more involved and in, in this tour will be more crafted in creating an experience 
a truly May multi-sensory aesthetic experience as we can put together. And it starts next year. Looking forward. Now, you're going to have to promise me, though, you're going to play Toronto. Ooh. Well, if we don't, would Detroit be a possibility for you? Is that close enough? or uh, It's about five to six hours away. Yeah, we really should. I mean, May did not get a chance to play Canada as often as, as we wanted to. We, we played on other people's tours more than we played our, our own headlining shows up there. But um, there is definitely a, a Canadian fan base that May has that we really want to connect with. So if we get the opportunity to play Toronto, I'm, I'm all about it. So I hope that I get to connect uh, with May and Canada together.
racing up and down your drive, trying to get the nerve of firm that I'm the only one who you should give of your affection. But you were watching me from your window. Your bag was packed and you were raring to go. Right on my attention. You've got. Ooh, I can tell by the way you were looking at me. I was found. Oh, you counted down. You watched my every move. Ooh, like a blind man finally seeing something. I've been finding every road has led. 
The Antidote is speaking with Dave Elkins of May and Schematic. Okay, Dave, let's switch over to your latest project, Schematic. You've had yeah. two releases, uh, the Fluorescent EP in 2012 and your full-length color in Inside the Lines last year. Obviously, Dave, you're a really distinctive vocalist, so a bit of May's sound is going to be noticeable. But mm. how does the music of Schematic differ from that of May? Well, being carefully shown respect to my work with May and to the fans that May collected. When I started working on Schematic, I wanted to give people something different on purpose. I've lived out here in Nashville for three and a half years. And when I moved here, uh, my wife and I moved directly into a studio. So we lived where I worked. And as soon as we could move out of where I worked, you know, our bedroom became another room for recording. <laughs> so I spent every day literally in the studio and it was a learning season for me. It was a, a time of experimentation. Um, when I write a song on guitar, I'm used to that. It's what I've been doing for years. When I sit down on the piano and write, it's a whole new experience because I can play the same chords on the guitar and maybe not be moved by them. But there's something about the challenge and the learning experience that allows me to like find new life in the learning process as it relates to a musical instrument. And the studio is its own musical instrument. So I started in 2011, just woke up every morning and walked across the hall and started fiddling around with uh, the microphones, the uh, software and the instruments. And um, it was just a season of me to, to learn and get creative and think outside of the box, uh, my box. Sort of like the way May did in 2002, creating Destination Beautiful. is like in between projects that I was hired to work on, I just started to get lost in my own, my own creativity and started to record stuff. So when these songs started to come together, there was definitely a sense of, well, this is my first representation outside of May. So I want it to be comfortable for people who are May fans that would be interested in listening to this, uh, this song or this EP or this full-length record. But then also... I want to extend myself and I want to showcase some of the things that I've learned in the last, uh, you know, several sometimes days or weeks, months, even years um, away from May. And I really wanted to go as far as I could away from May in another sense. So that way there was a dis distinguishable sense between the two projects, even though my voice would carry on both. Sure. And I wanted to just continue to learn. I mean, I'm talking about learning how to switch keys in the middle of a song and how to change time signatures uh, in the middle of the song. I mean, I played drums on about 80% of the record. I played keys on about 80% of the record. And now it was up to me to figure out how to, you know, vividly paint that picture. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, just my musical tastes have changed over the years. You might hear maybe one or two songs that you could say, oh, that kind of reminds me of Destination Beautiful by May. But a lot of this doesn't sound uh, like even late May. And, you know, when you live in Nashville, you're surrounded by a community of musicians. You're surrounded by an economy of music business. It's all around uh, the city. And so, you know, I mean, right now while we're talking, I'm sure that hundreds of songs are being written right now in my town. And there's an excitement about that. Um, you know, when you think about like how the Everglow was a conceptual record about understanding your purpose and growing to the task, this is like a new way uh, of me going through that process individually where I'm understanding, well, you've moved to Nashville, 
Uh, in Virginia, you were a big fish, May, in a small pond. And now you're just another one of the people trying to make it with a musical career. And yours is going to be now more production and engineering and songwriting and co-writing and soundtracks, things like that. Mm-hmm. How are you going to like put your own stamp on what you do? And so I was like, well, let me just get in the studio often, create, and just see where it takes me. And schematic was that for me. You know, at times I, I didn't think any of this stuff would be released. And then some moments I'd be like, well, okay, now I know that this is going to be a record. So let's write a song that sits like at track number seven that feels like this. And um, so in going in both directions, you know, just sort of uh, aimlessly creating and sometimes very crafted, considerable creation, you know, kind of push this thing along. Uh, it's a little more uh, groove intensive. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis on groove. Sometimes it's a little a little melancholy. Um, sometimes on on the flip side, it's it's very bright and real and organic and uplifting. And it has, it, as I tend to do, I guess almost every time that I, I write, and it's for more than one song. So you have like this journey that tells the story of kind of for me where I am, and hopefully will relate to people uh, as far as you know how we're making sense of life. And that's exactly what Color Inside the Lines is for me. It's sort of just a, a, a new like journal entry for me about how things are progressing in my life and what I understand and what I don't understand. And, yeah. and uh, you know, some lyrical concepts on the record are a, a bit deeper. And, you know, when you're 20 and you're writing and you're 31 at the time and you're writing, uh, your perspective, you know, as it should, it changes a little bit. And... Um, so there was a lot of self-expressing for me in this schematic project, both musically and lyrically. Hey, this is Dave Elkins from May and Schematic, and you are checking out The Antidote.
But Schematic's not simply just a band. There's more to this. Yeah, there's a whole lot more to it. In fact, um, the reason why I ended up calling my solo uh, musical project Schematic is because I wanted to drive people to one brand, one name. Schematic was birthed out of the end of 2009, 2010, the, the end of a season of May where I mentioned before, we were managing, we were labeling ourselves, we were uh, producing ourselves, we were funding our recordings, we were doing everything in-house. And that was exhausting because, you know, when five members become three, when you no longer have a manager, you no longer rely on an attorney for everything, uh, you don't have a business manager, when your crew shrinks and you have to maintain the speed of your band and frankly your business, um, what roles are you going to take on to fill in those gaps? At the exact same time, you know, technology and social networking is evolving and people are using Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you know, different methods to quickly communicate with their fans. I mean, in 2002, when we were getting started, I mean, MySpace wasn't even you know, an outlet for, for our band. It wasn't something that we even you know, could process as this is a way that we can connect with our fans and we can you know, directly share with them our content. These ideas were foreign. So May lived in this very interesting time where I remember uh, back in 05, we took out Circus Survive and Mute Math on our headlining tour. It was so strange to me that Mute Math didn't have a website, that their website was their MySpace page. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, how come this band doesn't have a website? Every band's supposed to have a website. They just have their MySpace page and that's it? Well, it's like they understood that MySpace at that particular moment was bigger than, you know, a band's need to have their own personal website. And so they just said, well, let's not make people go to two different places. Let's just meet them where we all know they're going to be anyway. Yeah. And it took me a minute to understand it. But once I did, it was like a light bulb went on and I was realizing that, well, the way that things have been done for years, they're truly not going to be done this way anymore. And if we can understand what the future of technology holds, if we can understand what the future of the music business and the industry holds, if we can understand that it's a lot simpler in some cases or it's a lot more meaningful in some cases when you directly connect to your fans and that these methods are being created to do so, that is the future of success in the creative arts and in the music community and industry. Schematic is, you know, by definition means a plan or a diagram. Right. And what I envision for schematic in the future is this community where education is easily found where networking is curated on a on a regular basis receiving emails or notifications from schematic that allow you to understand how close you are to someone in in your city or in your proximity who is creative just like you uh understanding what your needs are and where other creatives near you can facilitate your needs we're still in proof of concept phase, but schematic would be sort of like a LinkedIn meets Kickstarter meets lynda.com meets Facebook for musicians and creatives. So you could go on there as say like an amateur photographer and we would love to have like a photography based month 
where all amateur photographers will be invited to ask questions as we're going to have a panel of professional photographers that you have told us that you would like to learn from. Mm-hmm. And they'll come on and they'll talk about like how they got started and what kind of software they use and what kind of cameras they use and lenses and how they get the best work and you know how they got their first job and all these things that you know amateurs need to understand. Do the same thing with web design, with creative writing, with songwriting, with audio engineering, with production, etc. And what you would do is you would come to Schematic. You'd be able to submit your work. Uh, we're going to help you um, land connections with with people who need what you provide, and vice versa. We're going to have healthy competitions where you're going to compete against other, you know, photographers, audio engineers, songwriters. We're going to have uh, reward packages built in. And, of course, you're going to have the opportunity to learn from professionals that you admire and respect that have paved the way in front of you. And it's just sort of to be this community of dots connected, um, education received, and hopefully we can be part of a clear understanding of where uh, the creative industry is going moving forward and we can be a valuable player within the industry. Since you can just use GarageBand and your Facebook account to put out music, some of the stuff isn't so great because everybody has an opportunity to do the same thing. They should maybe, you know, practice. and. That's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's part of it. But then on the flip side, you're going to be able to find new music without having to hear it on the radio or, you know, turn on MTV. I mean, when I was... 12, the only way that I would learn about new music was through those two outlets, uh, sure. MTV and, and radio. And that, I mean, I haven't turned on MTV and I haven't deliberately listened to the radio to find new music in a very long time. I'm feeling hurt, Dave. What was that? Because <laughs> this is on radio. Well, <laughs> I mean... It's true, because of course, just as this show also goes out as a live stream, it goes out on the net, it goes out as a recording, it goes out as a podcast, not just the live. Right, and and that's exactly where you have adapted or even had to adapt to meet the audience that you have or the audience that you want. It's by finding three other ways to release the same content. Exactly. And making it available for people where they are. And that's the difference today. Um, you know, where people were in 1994 was radio and MTV. And today, there are definitely people listening to the radio. I mean, but now we have Spotify. Now we make our own playlists. We have Spotify radio and iTunes radio. We've got Pandora. We've got RDO. We've got all these different ways that people communicate their favorite artists and their favorite songs, etc., in a way they share it and the way that they discover it. I mean, technology and the creative industry have made leaps and bounds probably more than almost any other industry has in the last decade. These things are changing the way that creatives look backward and forward. If we can always share these things and allow people to make decisions that better the future of their careers in the creative art industry, that's what Schematic wants to be. Camera capture light Stop time and tell our tale All I know that goes and sets our sail
the title track from Schematic's debut EP, Fluorescent. You've been listening to The Antidote on Trent Radio, 92.7 FM, Peterborough. For next week, typically The Antidote features exclusively the music of artists who share a Christian worldview. But I'm often asked about what music I enjoy that comes from non-Christian artists. Tune in to find out who makes the cut on the next installment of The Antidote. We'll finish tonight's episode with Dave Elkins and a final track, Senseless Charades from Schematic. Don't forget, keep tuned in for Ground Floor with DJ Kai at 10, and I'll see you next week. And as a creative, Dave, you've been Uh in this business for 10 years plus. Mm -hmm. What are you going to be doing in in another 10 years? That's a great question, man. Um, My my personal goal is to be a full-time music producer. Um... I love, love, love working with artists, helping them understand the completion of their vision musically when it comes to a song or an EP or an LP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was 20, like I mentioned earlier in this conversation, uh, my ego was uh, pretty quick to defend itself and say, oh, no, I've got this figured out. I- I'm right here. And as, as I've gotten older and realized how much I don't know, especially in regards to music, and musicianship and engineering and production like the musical production world is a customer service world you 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 have to get inside get very intimately involved with their vision and their mission and their creativity and their talent and their limitation and you have to grow and expand and nourish all of that and i love that i've produced a lot of may stuff over the years but it's so different than producing um an artist outside of you know if if i haven't written or played on it it's like it gives me fresh ears and um, fresh perspective and then my history and my musicianship and my experience over the years allows me to bring something to the table for these bands and for these artists uh, that hopefully makes their work better and more creative and more interesting if they're you know asking me to do so um whatever they want out of their record um that's what i want to provide and i want to exceed the expectation that we both have i just love that so much that's what i want to do um primarily with my career you know for the next decade and then some um you know i mean this may train is uh is boarding right now. we're going to be moving out of the station here in a few months and We've got uh, a lot of uh, plans and tricks up our sleeves that we'll be sharing, you know, during the tour, before the tour, after the tour. Uh, so May's going to be a part of my life moving forward. Um, I do love to write music so often that maybe not everything is going to make it, uh, you know, to May or to schematic or, you know, I write with other people for their projects as well. I love songwriting. I do it all the time. And then schematic is a huge part, meaning uh, the idea that uh, we're just creating this educational, creative community for the future of artistry. I want to see that, like, take legs and, and run and provide people with what they need. So if all these things, you know, kind of keep going, then I think I'm going to have my hands full for a little while. <laughs> the Antidote's been speaking with Dave Elkins of both Schematic and May. Dave, this has been really interesting. You share some really insights to the whole music industry and your music itself. So thanks for joining The Antidote. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've, I've had a blast today. I appreciate the uh, thoughtful conversation and the questions, and uh, it gets me even more excited about the future. Mm-hmm.